I don't I don't have any notes on this. But hey, warning, warning, warning. We're about to we are about to talk about the three letter words. Yes. Begins with S, ends with X. This is everything. Left hands with the heavy brains. I ain't scared of the marriage thing. I ain't scared of the marriage thing. Had to say it twice on a mind. Welcome to the A More Excellent Way podcast with Dr. James and Nicola Hawkins. Here, we seek to inspire and equip couples and families to go about their relationship with God and each other in, in a, a more, more excellent, excellent way. way. All right. Just like Nicola said, we are going to be talking about sex today. So I'm going to warn you, if you listen to our podcast on your morning commute and you got your kids in the back seat, go ahead and turn it off right now. Or turn it up because they need to know it's natural okay. or what he said. So let me just give a few preliminary things just to talk and just kind of create a space. Or if maybe you don't want to listen to this, what I mean is uh, what we there's a couple things we want to do. We want to cast a vision of the beauty and pleasure that God intended for sex. And I think for too long within I don't know where to say that, but what we want to do is we're going to talk very explicitly and very openly about it in a way, because I think for, for premarital couples, once again, we don't, I don't want to leave you in the shadows Mm -hmm. with this and just like kind of leave it to don't do, don't do. Uh, But when you get married and you do it, have fun. Right. Woo. That's intense. Intense. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, Because we want to help you get started on a good path to developing your sexual bond together. Um, so yeah, so that's what we view, healthy view, healthy anticipation of it, you know, Mm -hmm. as much as possible. That's right. So some important considerations to think about this as we talk about it. If maybe for some reason you've had sexual trauma in your past, Mm -hmm. I recognize this can be triggering and it can be hard. Doesn't mean that that's all you'll ever be. And that's all you'll ever experience. Absolutely. I just wanted to give that as a safety note as we go and talk and just honor that and so, yeah, that's one. Yeah. Just be aware. That's kind of where this is. This subject is going right now. And, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you can begin to prepare your heart to hear or um, just press pause until later another time. And that's mm-hmm. fine, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that I recognize about sexuality, too, is and I think as reading and getting ready for this class your sexuality is going to be greatly affected by what you saw and what you learned growing up. Yeah. So were your parents even openly, at least just affectionate? When I talk about sexuality, let's not just think about, and here we go, we're loading into it, right? We're not just talking about genital intercourse. I think there's so much more to think about when we think about it. There's the sensuality and intimacy of it, Mm -hmm. of even the things like just your parents, did they openly just, did they kiss? Did they hug each other? Did they hold hands? Those are all forms of children beginning to watch and to learn like, like mom and dad and that sense of comfort of contact Mm -hmm. and seeing that with each other. I'm sure parents will do it with their kids, but it's different when kids see that happen with their parents. parents, Or did you kind of get raised in the culture that really like shamed sexuality in a way? Um, where it's like or it was just avoided or not discussed even even you know so that just leaves you kind of alone with it or you just hear all the bad things of where sex goes wrong but you never get to hear about the good part of it Mm -hmm. right so that could leave you with a a confusing mixed message because you know your body and your arousal system is saying yes this feels good 
but am I a bad person for feeling this way? Mm-hmm. Or what do mm-hmm. I do with all of these feelings that I'm having besides just stop, don't do it to marriage? What am I supposed to do with it in marriage? What does that mean, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, that's one aspect of it. And I liked in this book, and a lot of this, the notes for this come from the book, The Gift of Sex, A Guide to Sexual Fulfillment. Um, and I liked one of the quotes they said, our bodies, including our sexual anatomy, are God's work. That's the grounding format for this. Your bodies and your sexuality are God's work. That's sacred. Yeah. Remember when he was creating everything, he was at, and it is good. <laughs> That's right, Nicole. And so. I'm just going to launch right in with that, right? Even the idea we see in Genesis that male and female are created in God's image, mm-hmm. that both genders are created in the image of God. That's a very sacred thing. So very much my, me as a man and all that makes up who I am, um, my physical makeup, my biological makeup is all a a sacred gift from God. Mm -hmm. And also for women, you were created as a a sexual being as well. And that is a beautiful thing and a gift from God. And part of, I think what I want even to give like premarital couples and the couples that have already been married, right? Because the way society kind of pushes this and what you see is that couples, married couples, sex is like boring. It's a chore. Men are supposed to beg. Women kind of just <laughs> give into it. Like, oh, okay, fine. All That's right, like, I guess. And that really sucks in a just way, this right? Once this month, right? You know, yeah, yeah, that's sad, right? And if it's not, yeah, if it's not a medical reason, you know, then it's like, um, then what's going on and why? Yeah, why, we'll you know, get into so. some more we'll of that in a moment. Into, exactly, yeah. right? We'll get a little bit deeper later. No pun intended. I warned Nicole. Nicola is going to be probably <laughs> going to rain it in, honey. Don't worry. <laughs> But so, yeah, man and woman are created in the image of God. He gives them dominion. We've talked about this in the garden series. But then getting down to Genesis, you know, 23 and through 25. And I'll just start reading at verse 24. Well, no, I'll start at 23. The man said, this is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman for she was taken out of man. Mm -hmm. That is why a man leaves his father and mother and he's united to his wife and they become one flesh. Adam and his wife were both naked and they felt no shame. Mm, And I think mm -hmm. that's just a beautiful passage of intimacy, this becoming of one flesh. And once again, we've talked about this before. I do believe that there is definitely a sexual connotation to this, but also I believe it's a spiritual Spiritual, connotation to it. Emotionally, mentally. (laughs) Exactly. And that is right. Mm -hmm. Marriage involves your whole being. Mm -hmm. And so does sex. Sex brings your whole being. It's not just a physical act that leads towards orgasm or ejaculation, right? Right. Sex is about a uniting of souls and body and mind and feelings. Um, but I love in Genesis 25, and they were had, they were naked. It, it explicitly does show like this physical nakedness, this non-coverage state, and they felt no shame mm-hmm. that was immediately there. But we know that it didn't stay that way because right after sin and shame came in, what did they do? They covered their physical the nakedness and they hid from the presence of God. Yeah. And I think from the very beginning, just once with sin comes in, it always, it's like it messes up a, the beautiful picture that God intended. Satan doesn't create, he manipulates. Yeah. Right. And he wants to distort the beauty of, that God's given. But then I love like in the context of scripture, the canon of scripture, right? Then you have the song of songs. come on you hear this young couple who's just completely 
not just it's not just like this physical erotic thing like this sense of i love you you are my beloved and my beloved yeah, is mine captivated by each other yeah. exactly and this captivation spills over to where my physical body yearns to be with you yeah and i it's am responding mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and i desire to take in your physical body as a way of uniting and celebrating our union together Woo. i mean like <laughs> if you ever need some good material to read Song of Songs will How def- beautiful you are and how pleasing my love with your delights. <laughs> right, exactly. And then he goes like on and starts talking about I want to climb your palm tree and your breast are like clusters of fruit. I mean he just really goes in or you know, and then she also likewise. Your your mouth is like the best wine. <laughs> I'm gonna have to try that. <laughs> I'm taking notes, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh man, I meet so many people in public now. They love Nicola oh on the my podcast. Gosh, stop it. <laughs> but even when in Proverbs where it talks about giving wisdom to the young man, it talks mm-hmm. about don't give into the adulterous woman, it says in verse 18, may your fountain be blessed and may you rejoice in the wife of your your youth. And in verse 19, a loving doe and a graceful deer, may her breast satisfy you always. I don't think the Bible is holding back on how good sexual union is supposed to be in the marriage bond. Mm. Man. So like you see societies like creating this picture of it's all awesome and it's good outside of marriage, but in marriage and everything dies. Exactly. But in (laughs) marriage, God is trying. It just means forever exploration. Just saying. Yeah, man. And so I want to kind of get into like the idea, like sex is a bonding process. Right. That's why it's like, don't sell yourself short of going into your marital union and only focus on genital contact. Like that would be selling it very What was sh- that? Like a high schooler sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. Don't don't sell your sh- yourself, yourself short of just focusing on like genital, genital contact. Genital contact, right. right? Or or orgasm or so because it's like it is this like overall bonding process for you in your marriage. Um so Oh, we're going to get into like, so here's some stuff like even yes. looking at the neur- Nicole- chemistry. <laughs> like, I promise if I had more time to study this stuff, it'll be awesome. I'll be that much smarter. So here's awesome. how serious God is with it. Right. Even in the very way in which he wires our bodies, the way we come into our sexual union does a cascade of like this neurochemicals to help bond us and to enjoy the process. Mm. So like the one when we think about like with drug addiction, like the reward um, neuro neurochemical of dopamine, it is stimulated. So it's like this, like, man, that woman is good. That man is good. Like, it's like, that's my hit right there. Right. <laughs> like it is good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So even your body releases like this reward, like do it again, do mm-hmm. more of that. That was good. Go back to it. Kind of like when you think about your favorite snack, like, man, that's a woo. go mm-hmm. back, get it. And the same thing. Dark, but, dark chocolate with almond and sea salt. There you some go. Some people like. <laughs> some people like. Um, and Nicola hides. Uh, but then it's not just about getting this reward of like the physical aspect like that. But then it's like this bonding. Your body releases yeah. oxytocin and it's called like the hugging hormone or the bonding hormone. Um, and sex and that physical, and not even just like sex once again, even things like. The Nic- closeness. Yeah. Okay, and Nicola is big on 20 second hugs. <laughs> And James is big on cutting them in half. (laughs) 
I just get my needs met a little bit sooner than you. Um, anyway, uh, but yeah. So, so, so sex triggers a release of oxytocin, right? And that's... And then there's serotonin, right? And this idea with, with serotonin, we think about depression, right? It's the kind of like antidepressant. But that even like in one book I was reading, mm-hmm. it says that even the male semen has serotonin in it. Hello, somebody. So it's like giving medicine sometimes. I don't know. Um, but it is. So it's like this idea. It's like it has this lingering pleasure and sensation. Um, just a, a, a little a, extra dose to anything anti that <laughs> That you just so that's where it's like kind of yes. like a stress relief, right? Stress relief, <laughs> right? Uh, and then this uh, a neurochem- but don't start using your spouse just for some stress reliever now, you know? Well, thank but you. I'm sure they won't mind. Nope, that's good. I, we're jumping around here, but let's say it right. <laughs> don't don't ever just treat sexuality your partner as an object. I think that right. gets outside the bounds of what God intended. Now, are there times when it can feel just that way? But that's a beautiful thing again, too. Yeah, but is that the only thing where it's like? Because it's the overall dynamic of our relationship. And, mm-hmm. and so it all feeds together. How we're connecting, how we're treating each other and communing together leads into a, a increased sexuality in our uh, or sexual experience in marriage. Mm-hmm. But then also the sexual experience feeds right back into our connection and together. Right, right. right. Um, Vasopressin? What was that? Uh, the uh, vasopressin is the protection kind of hormone that kind of like that alerts you to kind of protect and look out for that. Okay. Hormone. Yeah. All right. So w- now with the premaritals in mind, I want to talk about like even preparing for sex in your marriage. And I got this one from a, a colleague where he talks about really just encouraging you to pray. To yes. begin even praying now. I don't know how far your marriage out. A lot of you are probably getting married this summer, which is why we're doing this. <laughs> right. Woo-hoo. Congratulations, by the way. Right. And saying, <laughs> pray now till you get married that if there's any connection of sex and shame, let that God reveal that mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. you could too could talk about that completely. Right. Whether it's maybe you've struggled with pornography in the past, maybe even if it's been some sexual trauma in the past uh, or, mo- or mas- masturbation or, or you've been molested you know. or whatever. Yeah. Or maybe you even struggle with body image and shame yeah. around that. Mm-hmm. It, it'd be best to be praying and getting God to reveal that to you now and to seek maybe counsel from a pastor, a trusted mentor, mm-hmm. and definitely to talk to your um, fiance about that mm-hmm. as soon as possible. Right. So let's get into some things about preparing for marriage, sex and marriage. Three rules that, that we talk about with for sex and marriage. Never do anything the other person does not want to do. And never invite anyone else into your marriage, whether that's through pornography, verbally, role play, imaginary mm-hmm. role plays where you're imagining someone else in some way. And then that also there should never be pain involved. Right. And I mm-hmm. think that's emotional pain or physical pain. Yeah. And when I say emotional pain, not you don't do anything that shames the other person. Right. 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 That's good. You know, just to be able to have those three rules just as a way of covering, you know, mm-hmm. each other. Yeah. And I, this episode is going to go over y'all again. It's no way we can rush it in in 18 minutes here. No way we can rush it in in 18 minutes. Keep going. <laughs> Nicole is going to keep working those in there. So we just have to, we have to get the laugh button. Open. <laughs> All right. Um, so three questions to evaluate sexual acts. 
is it permissible? Mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. the act permissible according to scripture? Is it beneficial? Right. Will in some way, will it make your marital bond stronger? Right. Right. Because we're looking for healthy. Right. Healthy, that's this right. is all around a premises of having healthy sexual union. And is it consuming? As in, is it taking over your mind, like mm-hmm. um, your habits? You just being consumed with this, or is that the only thing, the only way you can obtain like pleasurable encounter with your spouse? You know, just being able to guard against that because that, you know, um, it kind of falls back into you know one of those uh, earlier three rules we say um, about you know not bringing up that sense of shame with your spouse or whatever. Um, and not doing something that uh, it's it painfully, you know, it's painful for your spouse to be dealing with emotionally as well. So, um, yeah. And again, the key, key undergirding thing for that is the love of God and the love of your spouse has to be the guiding principle mm-hmm. for deciding what sexual behaviors are right and wrong for you two. Right? Yeah. Right. All right. So we're going to get into some specific things, though, because that couples kind of ask about or talk about like and one is masturbation. And so you have to decide for yourself in your relationship very clearly. Right. This is one of those. Some people say the Bible is clearly against and some people say I don't see that clearly. But here's the point. The one thing I think you have to do is if you if that's the conviction of one or other, then it has to be either it's off limits. Right. Right. So Were some couples say honor. it's completely mm-hmm. off limits. It's a no-go area for us. No. Some couples might say, well, yes, but with mutual, it's this mutual consent that we agree to it. And they might set a parameter of there is no secrecy, though. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's for you to definitely talk about and to definitely pray and look at scripture at for yourself about where you are with that. But I think it's good to talk about that <laughs> before you get into marriage and be clear about it. That's the main mm-hmm. thing we're trying to do is, is get it out there and be clear about it. Right. Um, pornography. If you struggle with pornography before marriage, talk about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but then what is going to be your, as a couple, what's going to be your take on that? I would say, once again, it goes back to that one where it's don't invite anyone Outside. else into your marriage. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so that's what I would say is that it is a violation of your marriage bond. And then, but now with pornography, I know it could be one that could throw off in so many ways and not just men like the, re- the Oh, the, there's women who are also the statistics is out there for women as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just not, not what talked about or as much. Definitely. Um, it's not a widely discussed thing. But I guess the but, reason why I'm bringing it up here is not just to get focused on the sexual content of pornography. I would like to always kind of, the way I guess to say is like go a level lower. There's a reason why that pornography mm-hmm. is there. And What's for, going on? What does it mean? What role is it mm-hmm. playing in your life? Could you it know? be because for sometimes like sex does, even you know in that way, does cause a release of some dopamine? Is it a way of trying to deal with depression? Mm-hmm. Is it an mm-hmm. acting out of trauma that you've been through personally? Mm-hmm. Is it a destructive uh, stress coping mechanism? Is it because of feelings of inadequacy? Um, or maybe it's just become a behavioral pattern to deal with boredom that you've, mm-hmm. that maybe you picked up in from childhood. Um, just a way of trying to cope boredom, with rejection or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, iso- feeling isolated or what have you. And I say so. that for spouses. Sometimes it's like maybe you, you that person 
disclose pornography and it comes up again later. Mm -hmm. And I think the tendency sometimes is to go into, oh, this must mean that I'm not sexually desirable. Right. Um, That must mean something's lacking in our relationship. Right. And And that's not always that. Right. That's one of those things that I like to say. It's not, it's not you that has nothing directly to do with you. It's like, that's an issue or, you know, something that they're struggling with and that they need that to journey through with Jesus or a counselor, what have you. So anyway, um, yeah, definitely have conversations. And so one of the other topics that couples talk about is frequency. How do you determine frequency? Three times a day, please. Or one a month. And <laughs> well, that's a, that was some extreme. <laughs> those shifts are extremes. <laughs> but one, you know, for the typically one way we say it is the person with the lowest uh, desire controls the frequency of sex in some way, right? Mm-hmm. Because you definitely can never go more than where they are. Because right? again, we're trying to honor, mm-hmm. you know, what we said before. But the key with that, I know this can be confusing, but the key to that is there needs to be discussion. Absolutely, it's one. Oh gosh, what was it that? You stated like that sense of um, you you can discuss and then there won't be no, you know, if you don't have the silence there, you won't know what what can be discussed if you're in keeping it in silence. Because yeah. um, like so once again, they say like only eight percent of sexual encounters are really based on drive. So it's like this idea, if you think it's like, I'm just going to feel this drive and that's what's going to put me into it. And that's how all of our sexual encounters will be that that's real. That's a very minute amount of the times. But however, thinking about it this way, and I learned this one from Ryan Reyna, is this idea of plan in and plan out sex, right? Where is this uh, talking about like, it should be almost expected that, Hey, we both think that each other are hot. You know, we got together because we thought each other were attractive and this desire, this bond that probably more times than not, there's this kind of like this idea of desire to make some form of sexual contact. And that doesn't mean having sex every day, but it's some kind of sexual pursuit, whether it's something like, Hey babe, I just want to pull up close to you and hold you tonight and feel you, your body close to me. Or it's that like, uh, maybe you make out and you only go to second base. Maybe, <laughs> Or, but it's like this idea of, once again, planning in and planning out is this idea of almost it's like the, the, the talking about like, hey, you know, I'm too tired tonight or I'm not feeling good. That should be like the exception, not the, like the overall the norm. dominating mm-hmm. norm. Does that make sense? What's second base? I don't know where the, all the bases are. Sorry. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> <laughs> Nicola's over there computing in her mind. But, but um. Yeah, and, and then with the idea with that though is you're sharing like, hey, this is what's going on. It's just trying to create dialogue, right? Because what happens is you don't want to get stuck in this like kind of sexual script where it's like kind of guessing, you know, is the is a is <laughs> is the hot donut sign on or not? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, oh, I put my special perfume on. You know what that means? Yeah, you know. But then it's beginning. Like w- there might be some times where it's just like, whoa, what's going on? It's been like three days. Why am I not pursuing Nicola? And it be because I'm stressed out and haven't been paying attention. Mm-hmm. Something phys- Is something physically going on with me? Mm-hmm. Um, those mm-hmm. kinds of things, right? To just I'll create that uh, open dialogue to explore of why am I not pursuing? So you're saying aim for 
some kind of a sexual intimacy more often than not. Consistency. Making it. I think that is the, the biblical model. Versus, it's yeah. more of an expectation. And it, what I mean is there's some, there, the Bible I think sets a pattern of a consistent expectation in some way. Right. That's why even Paul says in first Corinthians chapter seven, you know, don't withhold yourselves from one another except for a period of time. Mm-hmm. And then even after that period of time through mutual sure consent, come back together. Come back together. So that Satan cannot come in. Hotly come back together. Right. (laughs) That's right. Hotly come back in together. (laughs) Right. Um, And so just a little bit, even thinking about how God does that in a neurochemical way, going back up, just building that model again of how how intentional God was with this. Right. Sexual anatomy. The clitoris is the only organ with the sole purpose of sexual pleasure. Wow. Wow. And. That the that the in the clitoris that there are eight thousand in one report I saw eight thousand nerve endings, double Crazy. that of the nerve endings <laughs> in the male penis. So yes. I think if I take those two things right there and I just look at them, that tells me that women have a leg up on sexual drive and pleasure. <laughs> what do you have to say about that, Nicola? We have a leg up. <laughs> Good play. I got you. Oh, I just caught that one. All right. Um. Yeah. No, that's amazing to think, you know, but it's it's it's, it's fascinating, you know. Um it, it's almost like woman or in I don't know, Christendom maybe. It's just kind of like uh don't, you know, for women it's just to be kind of yeah, I don't know. Don't talk about it. Don't be about tone down. That. Tone down. Yeah. Thank you if, for helping if you, me with If words. you try and celebrate it, then they kind of look at you funny. Are you being loose? Are you kind right. of is your are you questionable? Yeah. That kind of thing. So it's 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 interesting that God saw fit and He designed a female's body in this in this way. You know, um, to to create that draw and uh, and again back with the neurochemicals again even just to say hey let's get back together as often as possible so mm-hmm. anyway mm-hmm. uh so that that's two things we point out about sexual anatomy but typically and then two you know so we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that in just a second though we'll pull the men up uh how that sounds uh, just a little bit later so but Thinking, I mean, once again, premarital couples. Yeah. Some of the marital couples probably can look back and like, yeah, I remember that, right? Before the first night, be sure to talk about sexual expectations and hot button issues. Mm-hmm. So what are you, so beginning, like how frequently do you think is like a good amount of times? You might yeah. not know the answer to that. And that's fine. But at least you're starting a conversation though, right? Yeah. It's like, if you didn't know, now you know, let me ask you. Do you have an idea of who's supposed to be the initiator? Are you like the lady thinks like, oh, we'll have sex when the guy asks. Right. And then the guy's like thinking over there like. I don't want to pressure like to, her. I don't want to. But I want to. <laughs> that's you know. right. Or even for the guy to say like, to be able to say like, I don't mind initiating sometimes, but I also like to be pursued. Right. I also that's like one to know things. it turns me on to think that you would you want. You desire me. Exactly. You want. <laughs> You want a piece of me too, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And so also, do you need to talk about birth control and the different side effects and implications and how that'll affect you? And, you know, for the guy to not just assume she's going to take birth control, but also be willing to educate yourself and what that, how that might affect her. Right. And for the ladies, like be very careful before the, the medical provider just provides you something and you just take it. Know the implications and the side effects. What it means for your body. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And as well as even, you know, um, you know, cycles, menstrual cycles and things like that, because your body is, you know, kind of different hormones coming in at different times of the month just being aware of that so you can once again we're pushing communication that way you can communicate with your spouse to be in or your spouse to say hey this is where my body is at and this is what it means for me and us in this season but there comes that three days where we're really heightened and ready to go at it yeah so. <laughs> <laughs> so i want to play with this idea of the cleopatra complex and the napoleon complex What's that? right so think about you know this is some for that have been married and had their honeymoon night you can remember back right you know for most of oh, you okay. if you're about to get married think be honest with yourself are you on a diet right now <laughs> or working yeah. out extra hard Trying to get ready to prepare your body. Resizing the to, dresses. <laughs> to look the best it possibly can for your honeymoon night. Right. Because with that Cleopatra complex, it's like kind of like, and I say complex. Did you do like anything a, like that? Because I don't remember. I was already looking good. I was. In the oh, movie. okay. That's what it was. No wonder it was. <laughs> exactly. You know, you know, you know the story about you looking at my guns okay, on the plane. Easy. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, uh, but it's the idea of like even thinking about like on that wedding night, you know, the wife, she's in the bathroom and she's getting ready. Mm-hmm. And it's this idea of is my beloved. Right. Like, how is he going to take my body in? Is he going to think my how is he going to think my breasts look? And what about my butt? And do I have any? <laughs> right. right. We're just concerned about, you the know, uh, am I going to be physically, radiantly, beautifully, lovely, mm-hmm. attracted? Is he going to see those things in me as well? Mm-hmm. Um, right. And so the, like, all that's playing in our mind and it's like it kind of getting, you know, that kind of like, whoa, how am I going to be taken in? But then that guy. you all angst up too, man. Yep. But guys, same thing. Kind of like thinking of it like the Napoleon complex, right? Okay. <laughs> and the idea of, you know, am I going to be this great conqueror? But then also inside struggling like, oh, am I going to be good enough? Am I going to be big enough? Will I satisfy her? What do you mean big enough? Penis size. Oh, inches. Okay. <laughs> right. Um, and so, but so guys getting into. All this, the muscles. Right. So even for for but for the for the reason why we highlighting these struggles and that I want to decrease some of that tension and just kind of right. relax into it, yeah. Because the whole sexual process for the woman and lubricating, actually, the way her nervous system is set up is that when she's oh, really relaxed, when she's relaxed, you know. So guys don't go and think like I got to get her revved up, and if she's not responding, it's because something's wrong with me and she's not turned on to me. But mm-hmm. actually, it could be. Maybe she's stressed and that's that tension. So it's being willing to go slow yeah. and just relax into the process. I mean, yeah. But the same thing for the guy. Slow your engine down because even the male erection is really uh, is achieved and maintained in a, in a when the body is not in alert and alerted mm-hmm. like danger type or mm-hmm. stressful type state. Mm-hmm. So after the whole, you know, wedding, running through the whole wedding day and stuff like that, realize you may get a little bit tired or feel like. You know, um, maybe 
not ready to <laughs> dive into all of that, you know. That's right. um, and so being able to slow down and check in, you know, um, check your own engine light, right? And check in with your your spouse, your newly spouse, and hey, where are you at? And how are you feeling? Um, yeah. So. And so, and so the idea. So for guys, let's help with the Napoleon complex. Most of the sexual stimulation is not oh, from yeah. the penis being inside the vagina, right? So it's not really about size in a sense. And actually, most of the penile contact within within the vaginal walls is within the first two inches. So in the book, <laughs> the gifts of sex says, <sighs> "That's a sign for leaf. Y'all are good." <laughs> <laughs> right. So, I mean, and what that means is like, and not every, and so it, even for the ladies though, and this, mm-hmm. and I don't know where I might be jumping ahead too. And Nicole keeps using the word communication. So with that, it's like for the, and not every part of the vaginal wall is as sensitive, even though most of it, the, the, the sexual stimulation for the women is within the clitoris. There is certain parts of the vaginal wall that might be more sensitive than others. And it's being able to talk and share what feels good to you. And that's okay. That's not bad. That's not dirty. That's actually a good thing. Kind of like guide them into the sweet spot. Mm -hmm. Talk and use your words, right? Mm -hmm. Um, um, So, but how do we also help relax this process and some of this tension on the first night? Take showers together. Yeah. And it's just kind of enough. Yeah. It's you getting comfortable with each other's bodies. Um, Hey, by the way, on this podcast should also put a warning, not only for the kids, but if you're premarital and you're make sure that you let your mentors know that you're listening to a podcast. Uh (laughs) Accountability. Uh, But pastor, we didn't listen to an explicit, uh, no, (laughs) Uh, but don't go trying none of these tricks until it is after for the wedding night. The I do's. That's okay? right. After the I do's. That's right. <laughs> but even for the married couples, you might say, you know what? Let's start afresh. Like we're newlyweds in a sense, right? And let's do <laughs> you know, take a shower together to get yourselves used to like more being um, with each other's physical body. Mm-hmm. Resist the urge to rush. Take time that and first, explore. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, and Nicole already talked about if you're overly tired. Um. And also on the first night, make sure it should never hurt. Right. That if it hurts, stop. Mm-hmm. Slow down, back up, mm-hmm. reassess. You know, you want to be tuned in. You want to create um, in the memory, right, um, something good. You know, not something, oh, rushed or exactly. or painful or, you know, because what's going to happen if you get burnt by the stove, you're not going to want to touch the stove again. So, um, you know, you want to like, communicate if there's pain and and responding you know the other spouse responding to back up and honor that and y'all go take a shower whatever it's figure out how to slow that process that moment down um so that you can be good for the next time just 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 lay there with each other and just still kind of like and be sensual and 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 rubbing each other's bodies or kissing or and just staying in that moment kind of and just letting your body kind of get desensitized but or you may do check out and go do another activity, right? Um, so, but I like what you said. And one of the other issues to maybe deal with pain is, is switching to another position. And they say one of the oh, positions. Yeah. The female being on top. Yeah. Kind of giving her some control of how much depth of penetration, mm-hmm. rate of penetration and kind of angles. Angles. Placing right? the 8,000 nerve you know what he mentioned Ending earlier. In the optimal <laughs> position for stimulation, Nicola. Yes, precise. <laughs> you take the words right out of my mouth, darling. Oh boy. <laughs> um, there's something we were talking about. Um, 
pleasure versus performance. Okay, yeah. Right? Thank you for Let's that. Back. Thank you for that taking that back. So make very sure, like part of the sexual response, like we can get so caught up on performing. Score! Okay. Yeah, we're not even just that, but like, am I pleasing you? Right. And it, we can get so caught up in, oh, how is she responding? How is she responding? Is she liking? Is she doing this? But or we really is rob he liking? It. Am I, you know. But yeah. for couples that love each other, guess what they also desire? It's, both of you are trying to read each other and it can get awkward if both of you are trying to read each other, right? Mm-hmm. Really, what you, the best thing, I, I well, one of the things I would say is be in the moment and take in pleasure. And then if both of you are being in the moment and taking in pleasure, you will also in turn and please your spouse. The, yes. Yes, honey. Say and that's that a night. part of like that celebrating. That's what I love. Like the song is a song. They're like, they want to, they like, I, you, I can't wait to be with you because it's mm-hmm. going to feel so good. And I want to take you in and do this. But now there's nothing wrong for, with wanting to perform. You should be like, I want this to be good for you. Right, right. But while doing that, also make sure you take in the pleasure and the experience of the moment. Because more times than not, that's going to be, that's going to make your partner feel good as well. Mm-hmm. And you get to share in that moment together. Uh, let's see. What else? Let it go, relax. And Nicola was just saying something, and I kind of got this from someone else again. The first six weeks don't count as good or bad. You're creating memories during this time and hopefully good memories. Mm -hmm. So don't get worried about like, oh, my gosh, well, is this going to always be this way? Don't want to carry that forward into your relationship. But kind of like, you know what? We're building. We're learning. We're exploring. This Mm -hmm. is fun. We can try new things. Let's talk about new things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And don't let it be caught up all on orgasm, like particularly yeah. for guys, if if the wife has an orgasm or yeah. not, right? Don't let no it just pressure. be. No pressure. No pressure. Just give yourself that room, like he said, you know, to explore and get to know one another's mm-hmm. body and connect with it emotionally, mentally, spiritually. Again, you know, it's not a rush. You, you did say till death was part forever kind of a thing. So you have time. That's right. You have time. So I want to, and kind of as a practical exercise to take forward from this, and anyone can do this, premarital, already married, I want to encourage this one. Okay. I like, uh, and I, it's the writing letters to each other. Mm, sweet. And what I mean with these letters, this is like, read Song of Songs, ah. and then you try and write your own version. Oh, Lordy. Of Song of Songs. And with I'm this- just gonna- it can't copy, be, you know, in grade is, school. He's <laughs> like, what's on your sheet? I didn't do that, but I've I've watched enough movies where kids do that. But it's kind of <laughs> like, even like, so if you're a newly, like a premarital couple, you can go ahead and this right now. And the letter can start off something like, this is how I feel about you. I'm so glad and look forward to this bond and this unity that we have and in, in our vows and the covenant. But then it can get into, and I'm looking forward to our sexual union together yeah. and maybe hopes and expectations, what you even imagine it being like with that person being very careful here. <laughs> I hope to swing from the chandelier <laughs> with it, with a foreign accent as well too, Nicole. Um, no, but uh, I have wait, lots but, of accents, but yes, you do. <laughs> but then take, but then taking these letters that you've written mm-hmm. and put them in an envelope, seal them. And then what you do is on your wedding night, you can the part of the act of building that intimacy and openness with sexuality is you pull your letters out and then you read them to each other. Mm. Right. Mm-mm-mm. There you go. Bam. 
Sealing the deal. Right. So I think. Of connection so, and communication. So we definitely have went way on time. We've done it's double, right. but it's a good one. So hopefully it'll be beneficial for you. And we even rush this even still. So. Excellent point time. And I think mine is real quick and it might be the same for both. Nicole might have something else, but I think the big thing is pray. Mm-hmm. Ask God for him to reveal any barriers that you might have personally in your life to to uh, being able to come into your sexual bond and really enjoy it. And then two, communicate, communicate and share with each other. We want to tear down those walls of shame and embarrassment around sexuality for uh, Christian married couples. So that way you can fully enjoy the goodness that God intended for you to enjoy in it. Do you have anything to add to that, Nicole, or is that? Yeah, I think it's just like you said, communicate, but that sense of woman, it's okay to initiate. Mm. Um, you know, you all build your connection through your communication. It's better to communicate than remain silent. If you're remaining silent, you can't even get what you want, you're thinking you could get. So at least talk about it and hear the no. So communicate. Or you can hear that. Yes. Hey. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no. Well, once so. again, we thank you so much for being with us on the More Excellent Way podcast. And we hope that you've been inspired and equipped to go about your relationship with God and with each other in a more excellent, excellent way. We hope that you have been inspired and equipped to go about your relationship with God and others in a more excellent way. Please subscribe to our podcast and rate us on iTunes. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at A More Excel Way. And check out our website at A More Excellent Way Relationship.com. Visit KLRC.com to learn more about the More Excellent Way.